In this video, I want to give you things straight and kick you into shape. Even get This is the Race Driver Coach Show, this is episode 28, and this is Enzo Mucci. Hello, welcome, thank you for tuning in, whether you're on the podcast, you're on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching this from, thank you. It re I really appreciate it, and we're keeping this going. Thank you for watching all the others as well, the videos. Right, today, I want to talk about something that's at the core of most challenges that drivers go through. I mean, let's just look at motorsport in general, right? You have the car, or the bike, whatever it is you race. It's got an engine in it. And that engine's been tuned up, built to a certain spec. It's got certain brake horsepower. And you know that if you bolt it in, because it's been dynoed and everything, checked, bolted in, you press the accelerator and away it goes. It works to its maximum potential. So does the gearbox and the wheels and the dampers and the calipers and everything else. Tires, they're a bit of a dodgy situation, but everything else should work as it is. It's mechanical. Switch on, go. Now the flaw with any sports person, in any sport, the weakest link, as you know, is the individual, the human being. The one that's got the most potential to grow without having to have things change. The most potential to grow, but also the most potential to screw things up. That's what we want to talk about today. This is what, obviously, everything we talk about is about the human psyche and how to approach and the work ethic and how you are as a person to perform better. That's what the Race Driver Coach Show is all about. That's all I specialize in. But today I want to talk about something called self-confidence. To explain this in a little better way, because self-confidence can mean many things to everybody and we get so tied up in linguistics. But really, what I'm talking about here is you as a person, as a man, as a woman, as a boy or a girl, for you to have the ability to just freaking perform to get out of your own way, to be set up with a certain rules and outlook and belief system that allows you to get the most out of yourself, that allows you to act when you want to act without second thought. It's you being you, as how you know you can be. If you're playing like a computer game, that person, the one that just does, without thought. That's what we want to speak about today. Specifically, the question that actually inspired this show, or this, should I say, this episode, was this question. It's from Rick. My racecraft has never been strong. How can I improve this apart from just racing more? And then the second part of the question, which has all been paraphrased, sometimes people say the way you race is a reflection of your inner self. If I am not a very confident person, could you say that that could be holding me back? Rick, fantastic question. It's a perfect question because not only do you ask about the issue that's at the very end of the chain, which is the racecraft, you've brought it back and thought about this and thought, hang on, could it be something about me? Could it be at the core, I'm at the core of the problem here? And it's not the fact that I just don't know how to overtake, it's just that I can't get myself to overtake. I've got a set of rules that don't really allow me to just go and act when I think about it and then I miss the opportunity then. Before you know it, someone's on me and it all goes to toffee. Thank you for being insightful and thank you for being truthful. You're on the right journey you're on the right path now to finding out the true cause so you go from the actual effect which is racecraft well my results are not what they should be i'm not advancing then you say okay it's my racecraft and you brought it back to okay it's me and now we've got to explore now we've got to think about okay is it you know it's the confidence it's just you doing it and you're thinking the what ifs 
Now we've got to go deep. I mean, we could go very deep. If this was one-on-one, -on -one, then we go all the way down to the real worry that you have at the very core of it. What are you losing? What's hurting you? What, what are you thinking about? What words are you listening to? How are you viewing? What are your rules? All these things come together for you to make a decision about what to do in that precise moment. But then, but I want to hit everybody. I want to allow everybody to learn from this and to apply it to whatever they're struggling with confidence-wise in the car. So, I mean, it could be starts, it could be you on, on outlaps. This is all related when you make a decision of what to do when you're in the car. Because from the outside, yeah, race drivers can look like these warriors. They're sold to the public as gladiators that are fighting for their life and they're putting their life on the line and there's danger and all this and there's glamour and it, it can look pretty amazing. You can see, it can make you very significant in life and different to most people. When people talk about what they do and you say you're a race driver, oh my God, it looks amazing. But really, when you're in the sport, you know that most drivers are very weak, <laughs> very weak-minded. Even the ones at the very top, they may be able to drive, they may be able to woo their sponsors, but when it comes down to it, the warrior side, the masculine energy that's needed to pull it off, the concentration that's needed for them to say, okay, I need to apply myself now without thought, without negative, without self being getting in the way, then that's a bit of a challenge. They can lose their rank, they can lash out, they can put pressure on themselves in certain situations. I was gonna say something then, but I won't. But put pressure on themselves and then back out. The real person steps forward when you're in the car. It's different, right? You're in the car or on the bike, let's just say in the car, if it's a single seater, everything's up here, so you're, you're slightly detached, you've got a helmet, you're just looking through the letterbox of the helmet, and it's here, it's real. Everything looks different from this angle. Everything happens fast. If it starts to go out of control, the situation goes out of control, you feel back from the situation and out of control yourself. Before you know it, in a split second sport that we're in, someone's taken advantage of you and it goes from worse to worse. Blah, blah, blah. It goes all over the place. You have to be mentally strong, they call it, in motorsport, but really, what I want to talk about is you being just on top of yourself. You being the type of person that can act and perform when they want to, because that's what we're really talking about here. Because you know, when it comes to racecraft, you know how to overtake. The principle is, you get a good run on somebody, you, <laughs> you fill the gap, and you fill that gap so they cannot turn into the corner, and then you've got it, unless they get you on the exit, but then you try again the next lap. That's it, that's how you overtake. And if it's turn 10 that you want to overtake in, then maybe you've got to start to upset their line, upset their speed in turn eight. So by the time you get to turn 10, it's all there. Maybe you can force them into mistakes. You know all these little tricks. You've done them. You've had them done to you. So you've learned on the go. So I don't think it's the actual principle of you saying, okay, how do I overtake? Because each corner, each circuit's different. At the end of the day, just to cover this subject on that side, on the actual technique of, of overtaken you just gotta unzip lob it out and fill the void that's all you've got to do you see a gap and you've got a split second to make a decision and fill that hole <laughs> that's what they do when you're following somebody they've left a slight gap and you're there they can't turn in done right and then you get to dance with them and play with them over the next few laps if they're still there but what i want to speak about today is mindset behind this listen to me now rick when you're behind a car, what are you thinking? What's the questions that you're asking yourself? And what are you focusing on? 
because it's this area. If you take control of the questions you ask yourself and what you're focusing on and the answer you get from this, you'll get a decision from there of how to act. For example, if I'm coming up behind a car and I know it sates for the lead, all of a sudden I already have a belief that the lead is a big thing. So I cannot throw this away. I've attached already. If I make a mistake in this situation when I'm in P2 and I'm going for P1, if I, make, if I made the conscious decision that I can lose P1 if I make a mistake, then I'm going to be apprehensive. That's basically a rule that I've got in my head, right? I haven't, but if I had, that would make me apprehensive and make me think twice. I would think consequence-based. What if it doesn't go right? And can you imagine somebody... I'm asking you now, if you, if you saw someone who was very good at overtaking, any of the Red Bull drivers now in F1, if you look at them and you say, because they're very good at overtaking, do you think they're thinking that? Do you think they're thinking, oh, it's such a big position I'm going for. If I screw this up, then I'm going to be back down there again. Answer it truthfully. And if it's a no, which it freaking should be, what are they thinking? When they're coming up behind car number one who's in position one and they're going to do the move, just like Verstappen did in Malaysia on Hamilton, what do you think he was thinking? Is, was it more, I'm coming through? Was it more, that corner's mine? Was it more, where is the gap? There it is, go. Did he have a belief of, I can't lose time behind this douchebag because, well, I don't feel like that, but he could say that behind him because then it's going to screw the rest of the race. I've got to get past him as fast as possible. I think so. There'd be lots of little things like that. His focus would be more on execution. His focus would be more on what have we got to do to get past him and without losing time. So car number three or P3 doesn't catch us up. I've just got to get the hell out of here. You know, it's that kind of outlook. And it's, this sounds so bloody simple because I've got to cover everybody. But this, on the surface, if you start to just take control of the questions and what you focus on when you're in the car, straight away you'll start to mask these silly problems that people are having so often and why they're so apprehensive. So why did you do that? Ah, uh, because I was scared of. At the end of the day, race drivers may look like these gladiators, but they're freaking scared. They're scared of something. And this is what you've got to answer yourself. What am I scared of when I'm in that situation? Is it something my father or team manager is gonna say if it goes wrong? What's at the core? of why I won't take action and just do. We get the same when you're in martial arts. Martial arts is a great sport for a race driver. Rick, take it up. Take up martial arts. This is the type of sport that for next to nothing, you can practice the same skills that will turn you into an amazing race driver. I mean, you're probably an amazing race driver already. You know how to drive, but it's still that last bit, right? I'll tell you why, because when you're in a situation of a fight, where there's no way to back out, it's you against another person. Oh my God, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about everything. <laughs> how much you can take and how much you can problem solve on the go with dire consequences just about to hit you in the face, literally. And it can be just like an overtaking maneuver. If someone has offered you an opportunity, right? They've thrown a punch at you and all you have to do when someone throws a punch at you is just move this much. That's it. If it's not one of these swiping ones, you, you can just do this and then execute straight through. They have thrown their, their offensive attack at you, you've dodged, and then there's a big hole open. 
their face, their body. Take your freaking pick. All you've got to do is that and then execute, all right? But if you're the type of person that is either scared of a punch, scared of what might happen, you're not sure, you and you're never not used to executing that way, you haven't trained it, which is another thing we'll talk about, then you're going to just go back into defensive mode. And that person is going to have, a, and once it hits you in the face, oh my God, you've got to react fast. Because believe me or not, believe it or not, the next punch is coming very quickly. By the time you've thought about what's happened, the next one's in. And the next one. And then it becomes a whole bag of shit. It's horrible then. So, just like martial arts, you're offered a small window of opportunity and you have to execute. You have to go. You have to take out all these minds, they call it in the, the Last Samurai film. Less minds, less thinking about what people think, less thinking about all the other shit that you just totally ram into this, um, cons uh, what's it called, the uh, decision-making process. It's just saying that. It's all rammed in there. And then you have to go through this in order to make a decision. Before you know it, you missed the opportunity or you decided, nah, I'll do it next time. We can't do that in the car. You have to think, go. And the more you do it, the more you train the muscle to trust yourself. Now just think about this now, as a race driver, if you continue to not have very good racecraft, what do you think is going to happen to your career? Seriously. It's not going to, it's just not going to have one, are you? You'll be the type of driver that starts fifth, finishes fifth. Another day you have a good qualifying, start fourth, finish seventh, because they took advantage of you. You start to get a reputation of being the driver that just stays there and doesn't really hassle them at all. So if you're in their mirror, they don't care. They know you're just going to stay there and think about it and just dither for ages. As a race driver, you cannot be too defensive. As soon as you become defensive, as soon as you start to let these worries, because remember, it's a split-second sport. And if you're slightly apprehensive, the person's going to be on you. They'll overtake you. They'll slow you down. The next person's going to be on you, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse. You have to regain control in that situation. Change your focus, move it forwards, look further ahead and problem solve, like where can I go? How can I get this person? Have different rules and it all comes down to your rules. And when I say rules, it's the same in every life, everything in life. You have set rules, right? A bit like creating your own matrix that you live in. You have set rules that you live by. This and this must happen in order to me to feel like this or that's reality. They're just the rules I live by. Now, if you've got rules when you're in the car, of, I must need to bring that car back in one piece. Can't afford to, uh, to fix it. Um, I can't look stupid. I can't make mistakes. If you just got them four rules, you're screwed. That's not a racing driver's rules. That's a pace car driver's rules. Someone who's paid just to lead everyone around and then pull off and be uh, just there to keep it safe and not destroy the car. You're not a pace car driver. You're a freaking race driver. The race driver has different rules to them four. If you can't afford to replace the car, then you better win so you can get prize money. You better win so then a sponsor sees you so then you can afford it. That's the kind of offensive thing or outlook you need to be a race driver, to be the very best in anything. People nowadays are far too offensive, uh, defensive. Ah, got that wrong. Far too defensive because they're scared of what might happen. They're scared of what people think. They're scared of consequence. Believe me, any champion does not allow that kind of defensive mentality to rule them. They can't. That's why they screw up more than people. That's why they shout louder. It's all part of their offensive attack on what needs to be done. And if you're going to be a race driver, Rick, and anybody else out there, you need to execute. You need to get out your own way. 
Get out the way of all these worries that all the other drivers have got. This is your opportunity, by the way. If you're the kind of driver that's kind of Conor McGregor-ish, it just does. And if they lose, they lose. They get back on the horse and they freaking give it everything they do. They can next time. Heart on the sleeve stuff. Don't care if everybody sees my weaknesses because my strengths are so strong, I'll still beat you. That's where you've got to come from. If you bring that to your racing, even when you're in the car, then you'll be so much more successful. This doesn't mean throwing the car at people and being over aggressive. This just means you executing and being at your best and doing what you know you can do. Otherwise, what you're there for. If I was, if I had a driver and they finished every race, but I knew they were underperforming and they finished, you know, pretty good in the championship. Yeah, it's great. How am I supposed to sell that? How am I supposed to do anything with that driver? It's just mediocre, invisible. Now you can't be invisible in a race, uh, in the industry that you're in. You're not allowed to be invisible. You've got a peacock. You've got to stand out. If you stand out, then you're worth something. You've got to stand out for your speed. You've got to stand out for your overtaking your wet driving, and how you are out the car leading people. These are the areas that excite people. And I don't know what you like in the wet either, but that could be linked. I don't know what you like on the start of the race and you execute then, that could be linked. It's all linked to the confidence and this just you being out there and going for it and doing and having less thought. I mean, going on to now when you do it well, because you must have overtaken and done it really well. You must have driven a perfect lap once and go, wow, how the hell did I do that? I don't know. I just did it. This is the essence of performing at your best. Allowing yourself to perform without the conscious mind coming in and saying, what if this happens? Or oh, what that, this happened last time, what about now? Just get that voice to do one. Make that voice sound like Mickey Mouse in the, in the head, literally. If, if you've got something that's holding you back and you know it's not such a voice that you can hear, but it's a thought and there's words attached, change it. Oh my God, this happened last time. <laughs> and you can piss yourself laughing at it. Change the way it is and just get out of there. I ain't got time for this. Now, going back to my own racing, okay, I didn't race at top level, but still won a championship and many races. And it still came down to racecraft because it was mostly Formula Ford and touring car stuff. So racecraft was massive and I was never in the best car. So you had to claw yourself back up to the, uh, the front end of the finishing order. I had a rule. Now this rule is quite crazy because it's not realistic and I don't really want you to take it on but it worked for me. That rule was, I can't stay behind a car more than a lap. It's just a rule. As I said, the rules that you have determine the way you act and the way you see life and the way you react. Mine was, I can't stay behind a car for more than one lap. That's it, done. It was three laps, two laps, but then it came down to one to put more pressure on myself just to figure it out quicker. Now, most people will say, oh, Enzo, that makes you so desperate and you'll do something that will cause a crash. You're like, no, it just made sure that I thought about it more earlier on. So in free practice one, I would practice the overtaking maneuvers. I would practice where to defend. I would practice where I can screw somebody up because it's a real dodgy, non-straight, awkward braking area. And if you can spook someone in that area, they can often just fly off and it's an easy overtake. I would look for these areas early on and get them sorted way before even qualifying was there. This is how the mind works. This is how the process works. If you raise your standard to how I must be in the car, I don't want to stay behind a driver for more than one lap. I'm just going to get there and execute. Then you raise the way you're going to do this. So shit, I better prepare for this then. That's another tip right there. 
And you know what? Once you get that reputation of being the driver that just arrives on the scene, gets through and disappears in the distance, it's amazing what it does to everyone else's mentality. You get known as the driver that is going to dive bomb them. A bit like what they think about Ricciardo. Again, another Red Bull driver in F1. Both of them are the same. And back to, I'll keep mentioning, but back to Verstappen. When he was in the F3 days, everybody used to bitch about him on the outlap. Even on free practice one, the outlap, he was nudging people. And they're like, what are you doing, man? I'm warming my tires up. But he was ready. He was like a freaking greyhound just been released and he was full attack. That's all he knew. 100% every single time. And when you go with that mentality, you just get so good at overtaking because everyone's in your way all the time and you just get used to it. And they get to know that if you're behind, you're going to try something. And that screws them up. They're in the mirrors like mad and then before you know it, they've outbraked themselves. And you don't have to do anything. <laughs> every single level of the sport, they fall for that trick. And, you know, make your car bright so they can see you in the mirror. Make your helmet bright so they can see you in the mirror. All these little things add to it. But really what comes down to it is you, your rules, and making sure that you definitely make this something that you're going to fix. And it's personal. It's personal to you because it is confidence. It's, you know you can do it. But it's the courage to actually do it. It's the courage to say to yourself, right, I'm going to make this happen. And again, you can train this outside the car. You don't even need to do martial arts. It could be anywhere in life. You could be on the bus, right? You could be on the bus. A lady walks in, all the seats are taken. You're sat down. You say, right, I'm a man. I'm going to stand up and offer her my seat before anyone else does. None of this, oh, I'm not sure if I should stand up because I ain't got the right trousers on and people will see it or maybe I can't stand up without falling over and looking silly. None of them thoughts come in because people, they do, they filter their shit through this way first before making a decision. I want you to become this person now that can just act, can just do it. And it's going to be in all things in life, right? So say all of a sudden you think, right, I should call a certain person. And before you start to negotiate yourself through your stupid freaking rules, don't mean that as an insult, but you've got rules that are not helping you. As soon as you think about it, pick up the phone and call that person. And it's done then. You're like, wow, I'm glad I did that. You've got to train this muscle of think, do. That's another aspect of it. So you've got the, the self-confidence, you've got the rules, you've got the preparing for the overtaking early on and practice it in free practice and things like that. And you've got to practice it in normal day life so it becomes a muscle. You've got neuropaths in your brain that, sh that go from one point to the brain to the decision process, right? And you've got real thick set ones at the moment. You've got to make new ones. You've got to start to get turned on by you thinking and doing because it releases you. It will make you successful in so many different parts of your life. If you start a company, you'll start to take action without thinking, oh, what will they think? Or I can't do that because I'm not good in all this crap that people put themselves through again. You burst through that and you just do it. And if it doesn't go right, it doesn't go right. But people respect people that do stuff and fail. They really do. You'll get a lot more respect that way, if that's what you're after, than not taking action and just being quiet and being that church mouse again. Don't want you to be that. Now I've covered quite a lot and I've thrown it all at you. So you probably need to listen to this again. Anyone out there, but it's a, it's a topic that I'm always talking about. So it'll come back up, but I just wanted to hit it now and get it out there and say, come on, you are the weakest link. And you know that the confidence comes down to the rules that you have, the consequences you put on stuff. You make it up. It's your matrix. You live in that world. You make up the rules. You, you see life this way. Okay, you've got a certain past. Things happen to you. Dark things have happened to you in the past. 
as to everybody, you've had bad experiences, you picked up beliefs off other people, rules off other people, but now it's time for you to make your own rules. You say, I've got to achieve this. Now, how the hell can I reverse engineer this so I'm the kind of person who can do it? Because at the moment, you've got to be truthful here. You've got to look at you at the moment. At the moment, if I carry on, I'm getting nowhere near that goal. I've got to change as a person. And the great news is, to change as a person is not as horrible and uh, difficult as people think. It's just one or two rule changes, one or two different ways of seeing the world, of asking yourselves different questions, just one or two different questions when something happens to get a different answer, the kind of answer that will get you closer to that goal and you revolutionizes your life. It's very easy. You know, people say simple, not easy, but this is simple and easy. If you want to change your mentality, it's a tiny, it's like a golf swing, right? You change one millimeter on the golf swing and it's freaking, the, the trajectory of the ball is completely different. Same with your emotions. You change one part of the coding, one part of that decision process, a different question or what you focus on or asking it in a different way, it changes the way your head goes, where your mind goes and how you then react. Take control of this area. Racecraft is just the byproduct of what you're going through. This is a journey. Confidence and being who you are and, and performing at your best. This is a journey that actually never ends. You're always tailoring it to different situations. But I want you to get on that bandwagon now and start to tailor it. So next time you go out, you start to say, you know, already I can feel that I just made a decision there that I wouldn't have before. Then the ball is starting to roll in your favor. Then you carry on, build it. You got it? I hope so. Right. All done for today. Covered a lot. And I can't wait to see you guys next time. Bye for now.